I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, everybody, to our new ambient podcast. We've uh, let the lights down low. We're getting a bit of mood on. And Josh has got possibly one of the best episodes he's ever done. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say best. There wasn't much research that went into this. Um, it's all right. I find it interesting. Well, this one, this one's personal for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's personal. It's close to my heart. Yeah. So today I thought we'd cover sleep paralysis, night terrors, nightmares, and lucid dreams. All things sleep-related. All things sleep. Yeah. That's a good name for a band, All Things All Sleep. All Things Sleep. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be a bad name. Oh. So, yeah. We got there first. <laughs> yeah, don't take it. But He's I thought... bass and I'm guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are. You play multiple instruments. I do. You could do whatever you like. I, I could. We'll stick Minion on on vocals. <laughs> oh, no, that would sound terrible. <laughs> if you've seen the film, you know exactly what I mean. Um, so I just thought we'd have a chat and see what we think about sleep paralysis and night terrors and all things crazy. Let's see. Let's see. Now, I've always thought that sleep paralysis has got to be a little bit sort of paranormal, for my, mm. my personal feelings, anyway, because like a lot of people have sort of a similar story of what happens to them, don't they? Which I'm, yeah. you're obviously going to explain now or mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, but yeah, I've always wondered if there's something just a little bit more to it, you know, if rather than it just being like a brain condition or something, is there something actually outside affecting them? There could be. You know, in the way that some people have the shining and are susceptible to ghosts and other people aren't, there's mm-hmm. only certain people that are susceptible to sleep paralysis, isn't it? Indeed. I've got a little fact on that. Oh, <laughs> well, why don't you dive into it, mate, and I'll stop interrupting. No, you're all right. So I'll give you the definition if you want. So sleep paralysis is, well, I'll give you the fancy one. So the actual definition. The clinical term. <laughs> Yep, the doctors use is sleep paralysis is temporary dyssynchrony in the architecture of rapid eye movement. Wow. 
Yeah, that, that sounds good. That's a lot it? of fancy words in a small sentence, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> so what that means is sleep paralysis happens when you cannot move your muscles as you are waking up or falling asleep. Yeah, so the technical, the way that the, like, the, the doctors or scientists or whatever describe it is part of your brain is waking up while another part isn't, isn't it? So yeah. your, your motor functions aren't yet awake. Mm-hmm. But your your consciousness is yeah is that right yeah pretty much yeah 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 yeah, yeah. actually I can say it better myself to be honest that's uh, pretty good that's almost as though I've done research on it <laughs> yeah well, I mean to be fair I think a lot of people probably know what sleep paralysis yeah, and night terrors are yeah. so there wasn't really a lot of research or anything it was just kind of like it's still kind of being studied and stuff now like doctors don't really know what causes it or anything. Oh, really? You know what I mean? There's there's a few things that can cause it, and there's a list here, but it, th- there's no actual definition of, of why it's happening. It's, it's different for different people. Okay. So, um, well, it says here, this is because you are in sleep mode, but your brain is active. It's not clear why sleep paralysis can happen, but it has been linked with insomnia and a lack of good sleep. So you did pretty much say that and you actually yeah. said it in a better way than i writ it out <laughs> writ it you writ it, <laughs> writ it. that's the north that's the norfolk coming out of me. Oh, writ it. <laughs> so during sleep paralysis the crisp dreams of rem spill over into waking consciousness like a dream coming alive before your eyes uh yeah i know i see i'm still not sold on that <laughs> Like a lad that we used to work with um, only a few months ago, he said that he very mm-hmm. much um, uh, was a victim of sleep paralysis. Yep. Like, never ever did he say that, like, he was haunted by the Moomins. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He could have been having a dream about the Moomins, and then suddenly he wakes up and he's always got this old woman sitting on his chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't I think it was something like that anyway. Yeah. Which a lot of people sort of claim a similar thing, don't they? Usually, mm-hmm. like, like, um, like a f- female apparition, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Uh, whether it's standing over them, looming over them in some way. And, and, and like he said, it was absolutely terrifying every time it happened. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't say, he didn't mention like that he had nightmares or anything like that. Sort of leading up to it. I think I so can explain. How can it. this dream spill over when you your consciousness is starting to wake up? You know, he was waking mm-hmm. up and he's looking around his bedroom. Yeah, and it's always the same apparition that would appear to him. Mm-hmm. Although it could have been a completely un- unrelated dream that he was having. that And that's the bit prior. that it kind of confuses both of us is what you said at the start. It's it's the same thing that everybody sees. So it, here on the list, I've got people have seen figures, shadows, demons, ghosts, and elderly people. And they're obviously hallucinations. Yeah, yeah. And... 75% of sleep paralysis, I can't even say it, sleep paralysis <laughs> uh, consists of hallucinations. Right. Um, but you can also get sleep paralysis, he said it good that hey. time, um, where Chloe, my wife, she has it sometimes. She she doesn't have it a lot, right? Um, but she just has the sleep paralysis occasionally where she doesn't have hallucinations she just has where she can't move. just can't move but um, is consciously awake yeah and that that in itself would be fairly frightening wouldn't it if you, yeah. you wake up and 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, can't can't move a finger. Yeah, but it, it happens that infrequently that I've personally never been there when she's had it because we obviously start work at a ridiculous time. So yeah, when she yeah. wakes up like an hour and a half later, she, sometimes she'll have it and then she'll just tell me about it. But I've right. never actually witnessed it. But she just says uh, it lasts like a few minutes. Okay, she has to kind of um, focus on bits of her body at a time. So it will be like maybe toes or fingers. Oh, like Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great Move reference. Your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what a film. I need to watch that again. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of people have seen these hallucinations. And um, what you said about uh, our ex-worker who saw the old lady on the chest. Yeah. My cousin Luke has really bad sleep paralysis. Um, when I... Was, I spoke to him at the wedding. He had a very similar thing where I think he, he described it as just an elderly lady, but she had red eyes Oh, and she would do the exact same thing where it would start off with her slowly walking into the room and she would just be sat crouched down on his chest and he could see it and he couldn't move. Now, most sleep paralysis lasts seconds to minutes. Yeah. But he's had really bad cases where it's been 20 minutes plus. Oh, really? And that is a long time. And imagine that. That yeah, is terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Like you're not actually being able to do anything, and there's just a creepy old lady sat on your chest. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Um, so that's pretty much sleep paralysis. Right, it's, okay, yeah. <laughs> so if you've had some... Like, I'd still say that... I still think that there's something more to it than what science yeah. can explain on that one. I think there's got to be some kind of outside influence it's got to be. why it happens. I mean, I think that's an interesting question, but mm-hmm. we usually say that rather that like ghosts and that, sometimes they'll haunt buildings, places, mm-hmm. and sometimes they haunt people. Yeah. I, I, I'd say that it's that second group that are probably, if I'm right in my theory, the ones that are, are getting this sleep paralysis because they're being followed by something mm-hmm. and that energy is acting on them it in, could in very this way. Well be. You know? It could be. Um, I forgot to mention when we were saying earlier about um, like how frequent it and stuff it is, approximately 7.6% of the general population have sleep paralysis. Really? Oh, okay. Which is kind of low, but then I think... That's that's still a lot of people. uh, Yeah. yeah. I think, I'm guessing general population means the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. General population, global population, yeah. I would imagine it's all the the same. So sleep paralysis is an odd one. Um, There's not much else I can say about if you've had sleep paralysis please write in and tell us your stories because i I actually want to know if it is just that old lady or like a a kind of ghostly kind of figure yeah i want to know like like you say if has someone had a moomin on the chest (laughs) (laughs) has someone had a frog sit down or something like so the next one this is the one that is personal to me okay so night terrors night terrors Night terrors, awful things, awful things. So night terrors is, or some people call them sleep terrors, night terrors, sleep terrors, same thing. It's a sleep disorder in which a person quickly awakens from sleep in a terrified state. The cause is unknown, but night terrors are often triggered by lack of sleep, stress, emotional tension, and in some cases, unsolved conflict. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. It says there's been a few rare cases where it could be trauma and it could lead from a fever as well if someone's unwell. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Um, so night terrors affect almost 40% of children up to the age of 12. Oh. Which I thought that's a very high statistic. That is quite high, yeah. And then the percentage gets a lot smaller in adults, dropping to 3 to 6% of the general population after oh. the age of 25. You're one of the three percenters. I'm one of the three percenters. Yeah. And uh, night terrors, for for me, I've had a few really scary ones. Right. And I'll, I'll quickly tell you the story I had. The, the worst one I ever had, and Chloe was there, it terrified her. So I had a dream where I was in the bathroom, brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed. And as I looked up into the bathroom mirror, this old, la- another old lady, an old lady, yeah, um, really weathered face with like skin flaps kind of hanging down, and she just had white eyes. There was no color, just no solid pupils. No, just, oh, sorry, well done. <laughs> no pupils, just white eyes. All right. And she came out of the mirror and tried choking me, Whoa. and had her hands round my neck, and I actually woke up. Um, so obviously it says waking up in a terrified state. I actually woke myself up from the screams and oh, really? the screams that I was doing. So you can, you can imagine I'm, I'm having this night terror. So I'm yeah. waking up screaming, try, confused, thinking yeah, what's going on. And Chloe said she's never heard anything like it to the point where her blood went cold because she thought I'd been possessed. <laughs> that's how really? bad yeah she Crikey. said it woke her up instantly and I, I couldn't get back to sleep and it was real right so that was the worst night terror i had so so what is the difference between a night terror and just a, a nightmare i'm glad you asked pirate because i've got it written down here nicely done <laughs> see you 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 just you're you're one step ahead, mate. Yeah. Well, it's close to my heart because a lot of people have said to me, "Or well, how do you know it's not just a nightmare?" So the the diff- the personal difference that I've noticed is I've had nightmares and I've had night terrors. With me, nightmares sometimes you wake up, sometimes you don't, and it, nightmares can be anywhere. Like I, I could be in a train, an abandoned train station in London, and getting chased by a ghost or something like that. Right. But night terrors are more personal, so it would be like your house or your friend's house, your mum's house, or somewhere familiar, and it's always with familiar people. Oh, okay. um, not always, but most of the time it, it involves you know like your partner's still in the bed next to you while you're having this nightmare or whatever. But the main difference between nightmare and night terror is nightmares if you do wake up you usually fall straight back asleep and you don't really think about it night terrors it's a real struggle to get back to sleep or to feel calm and your heart is racing and it just basically disrupts your whole sleep and it's more realistic and more vivid would it be more realistic in like it's it's designed like you say um if you're at a train station being chased around by a ghost Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, that's not a massively realistic thing, is it? You 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 drive. You don't often catch a train, but if if you're dreaming about being at a train station, being chased around by a ghost, you'd think that's fairly yeah you, you know, fictional, wouldn't it? Whereas the night terrors are, are much more real. Are they? Yeah. Like, 
100%. And, uh, Almost like you wouldn't be able to tell that you're actually asleep at the time. Yeah. It seems like you're you just, just awake, and but this horrifically horrible thing starts happening. Yeah, so the, the majority of my night terrors have been, uh, like I said, with familiar places, familiar people. Um, but I have had one that it, it makes no sense. I can't explain it to this day. But it's kind of funny where uh, me and Chloe went on holiday to Tenerife <laughs> and with a little bit of jet lag and stuff and just feeling tired because mm-hmm. uh, our, our flight was like late in the evening and things. So we didn't actually arrive until I think it was like 11 o'clock at night or something. So we're pretty feeling pretty tired. She's fallen asleep. But with our job, I'm wide awake. I'm yeah. full of energy. So I stick the telly on, and obviously there's not many like English channels. Not there, no. <laughs> so I've gone onto the documentary channel, and there was a film called 3096 Days. Oh, I've seen it. It's very, very good. Yeah. A little bit disturbing, but, yeah, yeah, but very yeah, yeah. good. And long story short, it's about... A a man who kidnaps Abducts a little girl, a little yeah, girl. holds a, a, a way constructs this little room, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like hide, hidden away behind like a cupboard in his garage or something like that. Yeah, and, and, and keeps her there for years, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think it, she's like twelve or something. And I think um, I can't remember if she's handcuffed to start off with or to stop her escaping, or maybe he just locks the door. I, I think can't. he just locks the door, to be honest. Um, but I watched this documentary, and I got really into it, because I, I couldn't believe... Because it is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So I couldn't believe that what I was watching, I was thinking, this is nuts. Like, how did this... Well, he didn't get away with it in the end. Not in the but, end, no. But. <laughs> watch it and find out. Um, but I was just in disbelief about what was happening. So I've gone straight to sleep after watching this like right. documentary film um, about this uh, girl. And in my night terror, I was in the basement and I had been abducted and oh, I right. was the 12-year-old girl. And it makes zero sense, but it felt so real. But I think that was just because obviously I literally just finished just, watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fresh then, in your mind. Yeah. So I had a night terror about that. And that's the only night terror I've had that doesn't relate to like my own personal kind of people and surroundings right. okay, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I can't explain that one. That's odd. That is odd. <laughs> but my, the, the last night terror I want to mention uh, from a, a personal story is sadly we had um, a fellow, my old boss, pass away um, at work and he suffered a heart attack. And obviously we were there for the whole traumatic thing. So I, I think this goes back to trauma. Okay, so yeah, this yeah. could have been a night terror based. Well, it is a night terror based on trauma. And for three weeks straight, uh, I had the same reoccurring dream of basically reliving what had happened. Oh, that, yeah. That. Um, and it was the same thing where um, the guy had white eyes. And okay. it's just the image of, I, I don't know if it's me personally, but it's just the white eyes just keep coming back in my night terrors. Oh, right, okay. Um, but right. that was... That Gets was you every time. Yeah, it? it's just, I don't know, that's something that I really want to like find out that's really interesting, like with uh, my cousin and uh, the other person with the old lady on the chest. Mm-hmm. I want to know if it's specific to someone. Like, has everyone got this certain thing where, like, with mine, it's white eyes or... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
the, the lad that we used to work with, he said that it, it, his night terror was pretty much exactly the same every time. It was mm. the same. He could identify the old woman as the same one every mm. time. And if the white eyes is what gets to you, mm-hmm. then, yeah. yeah, I guess it is, yeah. It's, it's really strange because after looking at some of this, um, there's not much difference between sleep paralysis, night terrors, lucid dreams and nightmares all of the stuff it's kind of linked yeah if you know what i mean so i mean lucid dreams seem to be more of a a positive experience from what i've I've yeah yeah um but i don't know if if people don't know what a lucid dream is i've got a little definition here (laughs) why don't we go into it then let's move on lucid dreams so a type of dream where the dreamer becomes aware they're dreaming and may gain some control over the character's narrative or environment in the dream. However, this is not necessary to be called a lucid dream. So they don't right. always have to have control or power. Sometimes a lucid dream can just be... You real. realise you're dreaming, but you're not actually able to affect it in any way. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Basically. Um, but it's it's also considered... Lucid dreams are... I mean, everyone's different. But it tends to be like more positive. It doesn't okay, seem yeah, to be yeah. scary or anything. Uh, I mean, I imagine if you the first one you have would probably be scary. I don't know. Well, don't not know. for me because I get lucid dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I more more so than like nightmares or anything like that. I, mm-hmm. Quite often, something will happen in the dream, and then I realise that I am dreaming, and then yeah, I can I can sort of effectively do anything I want. So how does that work then? So like, I don't know. Should I tell you the the, the yeah. most mental one I ever had? Go on, yeah, go for uh, it. Was um, uh, I, I was in my hometown mm-hmm. of Ludlow in South Shropshire, um, obviously asleep. Uh, I was dreaming, and I can't I can't remember what set it off, but to make me realise that I was dreaming, um, but uh, I remember at the start of the dream I was at the swimming pool. And I came out of the swimming out from the swimming pool, and I realised that I was dreaming, and I thought, oh, I, I, um it's a long walk home." So what I did was I picked up a set of armbands, and the armbands had pedals on them, right. <laughs> and I sat on the armband and started pedalling the pedals, and then I flew <laughs> over the town all the way home. <laughs> So you were literally in control yeah. of your dream. Yeah. And made your trip home a lot easier. A lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could fly. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was great. So imagine if you had a lucid dream but couldn't control it. And then you're just like, oh, I guess that's a long walk home, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a boring dream, though. Mine was yeah. much more fun. Armband so, with pedals. <laughs> it flies. Yeah. I always wonder as well with uh, dreams if... You know when you have that feeling of falling or being chased? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that come into... Well, I suppose it wouldn't be a lucid dream, but I don't know what, what category would that be. That's just... I don't know. Because everyone's probably had that, I imagine, at some point where you trip up a curb uh, or... Yeah, I think or fall off a cliff or a building or something like that. They say you never hit the ground, though, don't they? If you're... Yeah, <laughs> you wake up as you're falling or yeah. whatever it is. But it's always weird because... I've done that before as well, um, mm-hmm. dreamed that I was falling and then woke up as I hit the floor 
as I fell out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that back in the day when uh, I've seen pictures of people with bunk beds and there's no railings on the side. No, that's what I had when I was little. <laughs> my brother, I fell out the top bunk many times. <laughs> asking for broken bones. That's nuts, Well, not really, because you're asleep, so you're completely relaxed, aren't you? Oh, that's nuts, man. I, I just sort of go poof, on the floor and you're oh, what, 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 oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got to climb back up there, eh? I'm so glad I never had one of them. Me and my brother had... We had cool bunk beds. Oh. So instead of stacked on, you know, like horizontally, yeah, yeah, yeah. one was off. So oh, like was, an L shape. Yeah. Like yeah. And it was awesome. So, but, oh, no, we just had one stacked on top of the other. Uh, yeah. Bring, bring back bunk beds. I hope the guy on the top bunk don't wet himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I used to remember my brother always peeking over the top and stuff, so I used to switch and have my feet there so he couldn't talk to me. <laughs> Trying to get to sleep. But, yeah, that's an interesting one. I always do wonder if, like, falling and stuff is uh, part... It's got to be part of the brain, is not it? I don't really understand how that works. Yeah, it's got to be. Probably should have researched that as well while I was at it. Maybe. All things sleep. Um, but with lucid dreams, I did discover a couple of cool little facts, which oh. compared to sleep paralysis and nightmares and stuff, I mean, nothing seems to... There's no cure for sleep paralysis or night terrors or anything. They, well, not if they don't know what exactly what it is, then they're not no. going to be able to cure it, are they? They basically just say, try and get six to eight hours, and that should reduce them. So, I mean, as long like, as you're not of a nervous disposition, I suppose. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in, in my experience, I don't, I don't have them as much as I used to because I no. feel like I am getting to bed at a better time and I'm just generally happier in your life and that yeah. sort of thing. Do yeah. you find at, at times when you're more stressed, you know, maybe work or whatever, or mm. like coming up to your wedding or back then, you know, if the yeah. stress levels were, is that more likely to set you off with your night terrors? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a lot happier in life and uh, you don't really have stress, I don't really get night terrors. Oh. It's like you say, it's, it's weird. Um, something, something can trigger it that you don't even realize it's triggered it. Mm. So like, um, you know, silly things. Like if I'm waiting for payday and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go into my overdraft and we get right. paid in four days and I'm thinking about bills and stuff like that. Even something as small as that, I can have a, a night terror because it's the stress and the anxiety. It's the stuff. electricity bill with white eyes coming <laughs> chasing you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's <laughs> giving you a new one, isn't it? Yeah. PTSD. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I found a, a couple of little facts with the lucid dreams. So meditation helps with lucid dreams. What helps you to be able to do it? Yeah. So people that do a lot of meditation and yoga and relaxing things. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose um, it is about being in control of yourself, isn't it? So yeah. that's going to transfer, I guess, into your, your dream state as yeah. well. Yeah. And as our good friend Ezekiel said, opening your mind and stuff yeah. like that probably plays into it. Um, and the other one, there's been a lot of reports of creative people um, using lucid dreams because uh, another thing with lucid dreams is uh, people tend to remember a lot of the stuff that happens because it's realistic and yeah, in control. Yeah, well, yeah, because you feel like you're in control. You do remember it a lot better when you wake because mm. I virtually never remember my dreams. But if I have a lucid one, yeah, I'll remember it. Yeah. So there, it's not just artists and things. It's uh, there's been reports of surgeons having lucid dreams and then oh. being able to 
use what they've been in control of in their dreams and bring it to the the table and actually perform successful surgeries and it's go, it goes from surgery to people picking baby names and stuff oh so it, it's all over the spectrum but it inspires creativity fair enough which okay. i thought was really cool so a lot yeah. of people get inspiration and creativity ideas and things and music and all sorts and there's been I, I read, well yeah i suppose because i'm sure um what was his name the guy who wrote lord of the rings Oh, uh, that, he to- actually, Tolkien? Tolkien, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. He, uh, he dreamt, dreamt that on a park bench in Cambridge or, or Oxford. Was it Oxford or Cambridge? I think it was. Well, he dreamt. Yeah, he pretty much dreamt the story of the Lord of the Rings. Damn. And then woke up and thought, oh, that would make a good book. <laughs> <laughs> God, he won the lottery there, didn't he? He did a little bit, yeah. Man, I'd love to. All the scholars that he worked with thought he was a bit mad, you know, always writing stories about elves and, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And and they'd all sort of take the mickey out of him, right? But in fairness, one of the most successful books ever. Yeah. And he dreamed it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So another one is uh, with music. So a lot of people have had a lucid dream and even remembered the order of notes and even lyrics, uh, everything, and they've they've woken up and just straight away written down like all these lyrics, and they've basically made a song just from having a dream. As Henry well. VIII, Henry VIII, wrote Green Sleeves. I believe he dream- dreamed that one as well. Ah, I wish I knew that. I could have written that down. That would have been. You didn't need to. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. Just save the day. I love that you come out with little facts like that to back me up. I know, it's been useless for the last 42 (laughs) years of my life. (laughs) Suddenly we do a podcast and, hey, here comes a flood of useless information. Yeah, it works really well for a podcast. (laughs) So it's it's a good skill to have, mate. But that's pretty much all things sleep, mate. That's all i got. (laughs) All dream-related. Yeah. But it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's, It's a bit different for us just to have a conversation about... Something a little bit weird. I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not really paranormal. I don't know. I, but... I still reckon there's something to it, with the, particularly with the sleep paralysis. Yeah, I'd like to. Well, I say I'd like to do research. I did do research, and they're still kind of doing sleep tests. And yeah, they still can't things. actually fully explain it themselves now. What yeah. do we, we we love it when scientists can't explain something mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's creepy like that, and it is yeah. creepy. Isn't it? I mean. I've never experienced the sleep paralysis myself, but um, from our work colleague who used to work with us, yeah. the way he described it, I'm glad I don't have sleep paralysis because mm. I don't want to go through that. Yeah, yeah. I saw a video um, on social media, and it was different things like that. Where it was what it's kind of like a dramatization of what they think people see. Right. Um, and it done a dramatization using graphics of what sleep paralysis would look like to someone who hasn't had it. And it was terrifying. I can it imagine. Was, it was yeah. like Slender Man like, <laughs> coming into the room and just getting right in your face. And I had to skip the, the video. I was like, no, nah, I can't be dealing with that. I'll have night terrors. Awesome for you. No watching that. So from memory, though, I didn't even write it down. You're going to be impressed with this because I'm it. starting to use my memory. The only thing I kind of found about doctors doing sleep research was I'm not going to, I don't, well, I kind of remember the statistics, but I'm not going to say them because I don't get it wrong. But there was a doctor called David Saunders. And uh, I don't know the exact statistics, but he has currently been doing 
a kind of sleep program testing thing. Experiment, yeah. Experiment. That's the word. Experiment. <laughs> and he's been doing it over the course of 50 years. Grief. Yeah. And um, again, I don't know the exact number, but I want to say something like he, he's been over the 50 years, there's been 42,000 uh, experiments or documentations okay, or whatever yeah, yeah. of like, uh, just following people's dreams and people that have come forward with kind of weird experiences. And it was 55% of those 42,000 had some sort of um, like lucid dream, sleep paralysis, night terror, whatever it was. Oh, was he just testing it like a random group of people? He wasn't, um, it wasn't people that had come to him because they were experiencing these night terrors. It was a mixture of both from what I read. It was the majority of it. Uh, was I think people that had maybe one or two experiences with it that went to the the doctors about it, and obviously because they're still doing research and they don't yeah. know, they I think they just kind of got told, oh, we'll try this and we'll experiment and try these things and see what's going okay. on. So these people either had none or they had just one or two, and then done these experiments, and then yeah, by by the well, it's still going on now, I believe. But yeah, fifty-five percent of the forty-two thousand people. But um, he's still not found a, a cure over no. fifty years of study. No, nothing. Well, I'd say we probably never are. Then are we? Yeah, I mean, that, it's such an interesting thing with the the human brain. It's yeah. It's, I suppose it's a weapon in a way, isn't it? It's just it's crazy. I can't wrap my head around the. The brain is capable of so much. The brain itself is almost paranormal anyway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you think of yeah. what capabilities it's got. And they say we only use 8 to 10% of our potential mm. uh, brain. So, I mean... Yeah, we're still basically chimps, mate. We are. I mean, imagine, like, um, what's that TV series? Is it Unlimited? Oh, is it Limitless? It Limitless. With Bradley Stop. Cooper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. if that was a real thing, if you could take a little pill and suddenly use more mm. of your brain power. That would be... And that would probably cure things like sleep paralysis and, yeah, <laughs> and that sort would. of thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Say. Or would it? Well, would it? If, if mm. sleep paralysis has got its roots in the paranormal, if there is outside energy affecting you... Because mm-hmm. it's following you, it's latched onto you or whatever. Then no, no amount of um, of NZT would uh, cure that, would it? No, no. And uh, counting sheep wouldn't help at all. I don't think. No, because <laughs> a lot of people use counting sheep to go to sleep and help out in that situation. But when I tried counting sleep, uh, counting sleep, counting sheep. I found I was getting to like 200, 300 sheep and I couldn't get to sleep and stuff. So I, I'm kind of rambling now. I don't really know what I'm saying. I, I was, <laughs> I had, I when of, you got to 300, did you start again? <laughs> was I, it the same sheep? <laughs> well, <laughs> the same imaginary sheep? <laughs> for, for people that are watching that on the podcast, they were like, what just happened there? As you were talking... I had a thought about insomnia and I was thinking about this and then I just kind of said it, not actually listening to what you said. And then I went, why have I just done that? <laughs> Maybe I've got insomnia. I'm, I'm not thinking straight. Maybe. You didn't even mention sheep, but I heard sheep and then my brain just started going. Anyway, Pirate, that's sleep paralysis and night terrors. I think I need to go have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, well, I, I guess uh, out of tradition, we should put it to the scale. Yeah. Now, do we do them individually or just uh, 
random up as a whole, all things sleep related. Yeah, I, got to really. Yeah, because it's all. Cause I don't know because I, I, I don't know. Sleep paralysis is kind of the absolute opposite of lucid dreams, isn't it? I, just, I mean, they're all kind kind of connected in a way. Yeah. It, it kind of. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all things sleep, isn't it? So. Yeah, but it's it depends on the person, you know. Because lack of sleep, um, some people would get sleep paralysis, but then also with lack of sleep, I get night terrors. Yeah. So, but I've never had sleep paralysis. So, I, I mean, you could give it a scale for each thing, but do you think we should just the whole lot as one? Yeah. One scale. Yeah. Well, you're you're the guy who has had night terrors. How mm. how high would you put that on the paranormality scale? Well, based off of personal experiences and what you said about you know reoccurring and that yeah. whole paranormal side of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it eight point three. Oh, okay, I'm going quite high with it. You are going high. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go as high. <laughs> I was scared of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I do, like, I, like I've said all through this episode, I do believe, mm. like, the sleep paralysis. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I, I can't it? do it now. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that there, there could be outside influences to that mm. um, that are rooted in the paranormal. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Um, lucid dreams, obviously, I don't think that's paranormal at all because you you're consciously taking mm. control of your own dream. It's, a, it's just completely different. Night terrors, a nightmare that is so real that you can't distinguish it from reality. That's horrendous. Yeah. That's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go at about seven. Mm-hmm. And you said, what was it? 8.3. 8. 8. Get your maths out, pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'd be 7.65. Oh, nice one. <laughs> My brain just froze then. I was like, no, not even going to bother working that out. Yeah, 7.65. Okay, I'm happy with that. Combined scale. That's, 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 that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Good. It's, yeah, a, it's nice. a high one. It Rightly is quite so. high, yeah. Because it is real. It is real. You know, we've proved that it's real. Other people have oh, proved it's it's real. Oh, it's definitely a real thing, yeah. So I think it's got to be kind of high just based on the fact that it's real and it does happen. Yeah. So, I mean, not and less... it's strange. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. scary. At least two of these, two of the three are scary. Yeah, it's like your own horror film that you can't control when you're yeah. in your sleep. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. A... I bet you I have a night terror tonight just from talking about it and reliving the white eyes in my head. Oh, uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> on average, to be fair, at the moment it's... Go home and watch the Moomins. Oh, yeah, get a Moomin on my chest instead. <laughs> but, um, I mean, at the moment I have like maybe two, three a year, so it's not too bad. That's not too bad, yeah. But anyway, that is All Things Sleep. All Things Sleep. Yeah. And now we're going to go to sleep. Yeah. Bright and early for yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, we have got an early one tomorrow. Yeah. But anyway, if you've enjoyed today's episode, always... Nice to have a thumbs up, mm. you know, uh, or a comment on the YouTube. Yeah, give uh, us a review. Give us a review. Yeah, please. Yeah, we, I think we're, we're still waiting on like a, a review on some of the audio platforms that you're able to yeah. download from. That would really help us out, so please do. Yeah, and we'll give you a personal thumbs up. Yeah. Um, 
As always, if you want to share your own stories with us, paranormality.uk. Gmail.com. Yay! That combined effort there. Uh, Or, yeah, you can obviously get in contact with us on any of the social media that we're on, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, Until next time, I guess, that's that's pretty much it. We're wrapping up. So the usual sign-off. I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.